Um, I guess welcome to our untitled show. Yet unnamed. That's the first one we're ever going to do. Uh, my name's David. It's my wife, Kayla. Or, I think I want to come up with a pseudonym. Like what? I don't know. I mean, the only people are going to listen to is our friends. I mean, this is true. And if it gets bigger, eh. But if you want to go into pseudonyms, you can. Little squid. I mean, it's a little bit harder to go back <laughs> once. I mean, I guess it is, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we wanted to start this podcast just to have a place to do things and talk about stuff that we like. Right. Pretend like it's not just a conversation between the two of us yeah. like it usually is. Yeah, because I'm super opinionated and, you know, I'm sure Kayla lets me just go on, on my, about myself and what I'm thinking. But it'd be good to let other people hear it because I think it's important. I have opinions. You're just very passionate about your opinions. About everything, yeah. I mean, that's the way it has to be, right? This is a podcast, so we <laughs> want it to be interesting. Um Yes, to start off, testing out like we've both been playing Zelda on. We barely got a Switch a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, uh, and we've both been playing uh, Breath of the Wild like two years too late. But I mean, it's one of the best games I've played in a long time. Is it already its two year anniversary, or is it its one year anniversary of what? Breath of the Wild. Ah, uh, two years. Is it two? Yeah. Hold on, let me see. I think it's two years. I think it's twenty. 17, it got released. I mean, I, I should believe you. Also, if we're going to research on the podcast, we should probably do it on our phones so we don't have the clicky noises. Maybe, but I don't have my phone on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's like ASMR, though. You know? Sure. Yeah, people love that stuff. Yeah. Uh, March 3rd, 2017 came out. Okay, you're right, yeah. And we're playing the vanilla version. No DLC, no anything. It's just straight out. It doesn't seem vanilla. It doesn't. It's really expensive. It's really, really cool. I, something I didn't know when I first started hearing about it and when I started seeing stuff is that it's very, the art style is very like miniatures. We were talking about this the other day. Yeah. Like there's just little things about it that look like a stop motion film. In certain areas in the game. Yeah. Because in a lot, I mean, it feels really big and expansive sure, and kind yeah. of the watercolors but there are certain parts where you're like that's just a giant button or a giant staple especially in the lived in areas like the places that are like villages and stuff like that there's just a really weird almost the those are the only parts i say look realistic to me and only because there's like some interesting things going on with textures and stuff like that now what's the new zelda that's gonna actually look like actual miniatures so the, the remake yeah of uh, Link's oh, Awakening. Okay. And that one is really going in hardcore for the miniature look. And I think that might just be the new HD Zelda. Because every single one of them has been different. So, you know. Like when I played the N64 version, it was trying to go for hyper-realistic of that time, which is blocky. <laughs> uh, it's still very cartoonish if you look at it now. So I don't know if, it's, if trying to go realistic back then just kind of decided the art style from there on out. Was it doing that mapping thing where you put like a somebody the texture of a face? Kind of, but it was more animated. Polygon? It was like oh, okay. you had a po- flat polygon, maybe a nose, so a couple of new one, and then you had like eyes that were really expressive and a mouth that was just animated, um, rather than like a picture. And so it originally came out on the sixty four. Yeah, like back in ninety six, ninety seven. We didn't have a Nintendo, so I didn't, I didn't play. 
I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, I've been a gamer longer than Kayla has, even though she we both yes started no. at a similar age, which is weird to say. Just she went a long point of time not playing, right? Yeah, but my dad had an Atari, and so uh, he had Breakouts and Pong. Classic. Yeah. Tennis, you know. Uh, I'm trying to remember if we had Pac-Man or not. I want to say we did. But then, so my mom's youngest brother and his wife, like my dad, my parents were in their 20s at this time. But my aunt and uncle would come over and spend the night. And my uncle would bring his Nintendo and my dad and him would play baseball games and football games on the... Yeah. But I didn't get to play those. Yeah. I mean... I was supposed to be in bed when they were playing. I don't know that those. I've, I've, I know those games. They were, oh, they were so weird to play. I never understood how to do. I was a kid too. I was, I was a stupid kid, so it's hard to figure that out. Um, yeah, I would have been five at the time, so that probably predates the '64. Would, would that have been the, the? I mean, Atari came out before we were born, I believe. Well, but the Nintendo. What was the one that came Nintendo. out before the '64? The one right before 64 Super Nintendo and the Genesis. Uh, so Sega guess, Genesis. So I would have been five, four or five. Yeah, because. When this was happening. The original so NES, early 90s. 85. Okay. Uh, Atari came out. Oh, man. I mean, I thought Atari was an old system when my dad had it. Which it might have been. A lot of people, I mean. Not everybody bought new systems back then. I know oh, yeah. I played either with an Atari or like a Cold Collision or something that we, my parents bought at like a flea market, you know? And those were new to me. And I was, and I want to say I was an older kid, but I, I felt like I was like well, really, really tiny. there's nothing wrong with no, but I feel, new to you Oh, no, items. of course not. It's just in my head, I feel like I was older than I actually was when mm-hmm, I got it. Because mm-hmm. I got a Nintendo not so late, but pretty close when it came out. So, 85 would have been when it came out. So, I got it maybe 87, 88. When you were three? Yeah. I played games. When yeah. you were three? Yeah. What were you playing when you were three? I was playing really badly. I like, <laughs> you know, you had Duck Hunt. I mean, it's not like like our friends' kids now where they play games on cell phones. So, I mean, that I would believe. But, like... When I was three, I still had the giant crowns to color with. Yeah, I had video games. That's why they mean so much to me now. Because I played them my entire life. There was a, a, a time when I was an older, like, preteen to teenager where I didn't play anything. Uh, I don't know why exactly that. Your cousins weren't playing then? Sure, they were. Yeah, but... But you didn't play with them? Yeah, I would go over to their house, but, like, I didn't have a system of myself. Like, I guess that's Yeah, the thing, yeah, okay. Like, I couldn't just play when I wanted. Oh, no. Well, Keith and I definitely had the cousins that had the gaming system everybody when we co- didn't. Everybody has somebody. I cousins, really the bad. friend. <laughs> Same Sorry, way. Ben and Jake for using you for your yeah. Nintendo. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's interesting, going back to Zelda, what we were talking about, is is that it's like everything. I, I We've had this discussion with other people, but it's everything I remember the Ocarina of Time, Zelda being. And that's the first one I ever really played. I never played any of the old, like Nintendo, the old ones we were talking about, Super Nintendo. I was a Sega kid, so I got a, I got a Nintendo NES, didn't, never played Zelda there, jumped to a Genesis, uh, and then from there jumped to a 64. And 
I want to say it was an incident. It was like two years after, maybe a year after the N64 came out. Well, see, because we first got like a Toys R Us. Remember them? Toys R Us? <laughs> uh, we got like a... Uh, Spirit Halloween, you mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess they're coming back, right? <laughs> Somebody bought them out? I don't know. We'll see what happens with them. Maybe. But we got like an advertisement for it, and uh, it was like, oh, we got a special Nintendo 64, and I only had one game, 60, uh, Mario 64. Only thing they had. And... I remember asking my parents, can I get this? They're like, there's only one game. Why do you even want this? It's too expensive. It was like $2.99, $3.99. That sounds very cheap if we say it now. And like, it's a lot of money, but the systems that we buy now. Isn't that what we just paid for the new? For the new Switch, without yeah. Without a game? That's, yeah, that's one without a game. There's, uh, and, and like, I don't even want to, we bought an Xbox One X new, and that one was, uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so Zelda. <laughs> I couldn't have time. Like, I, it's that kind of thing, like, when you watch a movie or you see a, a TV show or whatever, and you remember this thing that's big and huge and expansive, and then you watch it again as an adult, and you're like, oh, this this kind of looks awful, you know? Like, you remember it being so realistic, and, then like, all the props look like something people bought at, like, Michael's or something like that, you know? And I think that's Legend of Zelda. I've went back, and I've played it in the last few years. It's been a little bit since then, but it's still, I mean, it aged so it's not exactly what i remember but playing this one was the zelda i remember and uh this is like your first like the zelda of your dreams it was the zelda of like it's weirdly nostalgic it's Mm -hmm. i mean i guess it has all the little sound effects and stuff i grew up but it feels like an old zelda and nods to the old games sure yeah i know that because you've been explaining it to me yeah because i can't help it yeah well And I wouldn't know otherwise. Yeah, like they recycled a lot of the the fanfares, little jingles in it, stuff like that. Uh, so it's been it's been interesting playing it. It's a weird like new school Zelda that has all oh, this old feels, and it makes it feel like its own thing to me, at least. Uh, this is your first like real jump into Zelda, right? Yeah, there was one on the Wii that I started, but Skyward I never Sword. got Which, very uh, far in that. Nothing but tutorials, right? Up into the point that yeah, that I've played. Although I just haven't gotten very far. I mean, it's gonna be hard to jump back into that one from this. Yeah. Um, and like, let's keep on the Zelda train. Why not? Like, uh, I've played Zelda since I was like a kid. Still, I started with Ocarina. Uh, My second favorite Zelda, Majora's Mask, came out right after that. Um, my favorite Zelda would be uh, this one. <laughs> no. uh, and then I played uh, Wind Waker, which also this game really, really has a lot of callbacks to just in the way it plays the big expansive stuff. Um, day night cycles. For some reason, it all reminds me of the specific way Wind Waker did it too, which you got to play that one day. I think we have it. I'm sure we do. Yeah. Yeah. We should buy that one day. They have an we, HD remaster. We have it. We should buy we it. Have, we have, like, the, I have the GameCube one, which would be fun. They also have an HD remaster for the Wii U, which we also have, which we bought that one Christmas, and then right after we bought it, they announced a Switch that's coming out that year. We got other games we want to buy. Yeah, we do. I mean, I, I want to get Mario Odyssey. We The Sorry. Switch, there's a bunch of games in it I just want to jump into. I want to get Mario Odyssey. We have Mario Kart 8 on Wii U, but I kind of want to get the new version. Can we play Wii U games? We can't, no, because they're different. Uh, these okay. are little cartridges now, little SD cards. Okay. So, 
It's pretty hard to do. It, it would have been great if they left an option on the dock. Well, the Wii was so inclusive because you could play like the GameCube stuff on the Wii. Yeah. Right? And that's how sad that I guess. I mean, that's the new. At some point, I guess you have to quit supporting the Wii. I guess it's just. But it's not that digital thing where they want you to buy them yeah. over and over and over again every new system. It's one of the reasons that even though I have, we're talking about Nintendo and Switches, I'm a big Xbox guy because you can play a lot of your old library going forward. Like old Xbox games you can play on Xbox One X. You can play Xbox 360. Plus Game Pass. Yeah, Game Pass is great. I haven't used it at all because I've been playing Breath of the Wild, but it's great. And I guess the new system, they're also planning to do that too. So that's, that's a really good... I think too many people... Especially big companies forget that people want to keep their own libraries. I don't think they forget. I think they don't care because well, they want to make that money. You're probably right. But they're every- like, oh, we can just keep remaking Halos and we can just keep remaking. Sure. Which is weird that now Microsoft has done this thing where you can play them all. Yeah. <laughs> really easily for like a low, really, really decently priced monthly thing. So far, yeah. Yeah, like Netflix costs the same. And I barely touch that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Speaking of Netflix, when are we going to start Mindhunter? Uh, it's such a dark show. Yes, it's such a, like, you got to be I know. right in there in the mood for it. But it's almost fictional. I mean, it's fictionalized it? history. It's the main characters are fictionally ish. I think they're also based on people. I think so. Fishing the ish. Is that a, is that a but word? But it's not. Yeah. Yes, it is now. All right, yeah. Lots of suffixes. But it It's just like when we watch season one, you watch one show and I would be down for the rest of the day. Like I would just be drained. Okay. Although I wanted to binge it. Sure. And I don't, that's, it's weird. Usually I like the dark stuff, like really, really dark stuff. Yeah, but fake dark stuff. I guess. Most of the time. David Fincher's movies and shows are just really, really tough to get through. Yeah, but they're so good. Uh, I don't really I like true crime. Hunter. I think is a thing too. Yeah, and I, I definitely go on kicks where I do yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, I like I like the fake masked killers. I don't like the real ones. I tend to like true crime when we're talking about, um like forced convictions or a uh, false like the uh, how, to, how to make a murderer type stuff that kind of thing yeah yeah anything that talks about the innocence project or you know proving some i, I like that focus it's a little bit more on the positive but rather than I mean, just kind of the some... glamorizing <laughs> of serial killers i'm not i, cool I think that's with the that. thing i it's hard for the glamorizing serial killers, because I, yeah, I will wear a shirt with a Jason or a oh, yeah. whatever on there <laughs> every day of the week. And I'll be like, yeah, they're great because they're fake and they're stupid. Mm-hmm. And the movies, even as horrifying as are there, they are not realistic whatsoever. Right. Not to say I don't like horror that gets into a little more realism, but it, when it just gets too real, it gets too real for me. No, I know. I That's handmaid's tale for me right now Mm. i watched the first two seasons i think this is the third one loved it it's great it's just too real for the present day it's one of those things and i just am like i'm living the real world i don't 
I don't need to see a fictional escape. world that's. Well, I've got a perfect stuff. thing that you can do. You can play Breath of the Wild. It's awesome. <laughs> it is. The Breath of the Wild is like a breath of fresh it air. It is the breath of the wild. <laughs> it's going back to nature in your own home. But it is. That is probably why we haven't watched a whole lot of We did watch a movie that was really, really great. Still had some dark stuff in it. Did. Uh, Peanut yes. Butter Falcon. Yeah, I I don't know that there's I don't I'm not one of the people always who started hating Shia LaBeouf at some point. Yeah, although some of the things he did. Yeah, he got weird. Made you, like raise an eyebrow. <laughs> yeah, sure. And he's since I mean, he's, I think on the rehab he's gotten better. He's fixed himself. He's on the mend. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I saw an interview with him for his sake. Yeah, he's doing really really well, and I think. Yeah, the work he did in Peanut Butter Falcon, I mean, was great. And very vulnerable in that movie. Give us a quick synopsis. Synopsis, peanut butter jellyfish. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I guess you can tell I might want some desserts or something. Jellyfish? (laughs) Jelly, and then I just try to save it, and it just didn't work. You're just still thinking about Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I want to go catch some I want to cook some stuff and have that little song play. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, peanut... Butter Falcon is about a boy, or I guess man. He's a young adult. Young adult, yeah, because he's in his 20s, right? 22? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the movie. In the movie, a young man who is on the spectrum. Uh, yes, he has Down syndrome. Yeah. Uh, and I guess where he's at doesn't have a place for him, doesn't have a, you know, a home or anything like that. Yeah, what state is this? But Georgia? Is that where? <laughs> yeah, it's Alabama? on a coast. Georgia? North Carolina. North Carolina. So it's North Carolina. They send them to live in a old folks home, essentially. Uh, and he because he doesn't have family that can take care yeah. of him. He needs some supports, according to the state. Yeah. So they try to give it to him in whatever way they can, and he ends up escaping with the help of some people that like him there. <laughs> uh, and then we have Shia LaBeouf's character, who is like the old fashioned, like you know, roguish uh, guy. He, yeah. Like crawfish. I wanted to say scoundrel, but he's not a scoundrel. He starts off kind of scoundrelly. Well, yeah. Um, but he does some bad stuff to some bad people, goes on the run when they're looking for him, and they run into each other on the road. And it's a road movie at that point from that, uh, about two people. And it's when we, me and Kayla saw the trailer for it, we were worried it's going to be like, you know, that really exploitative... I was really nervous that it was going to be inspiration porn. Yeah. That, you know, uh, Shia's character's going to learn to overcome something because if a person with a disability can do it, then a person without a disability can do it too, which is so demeaning. Yeah. And the odd thing is about this movie is that storyline's kind of in there, but Shia's character is the one that's emotionally stunted, that needs an outlet, that needs somebody to believe in him. And that that was, I didn't expect that. It was really refreshing, and it's, you know, really really great. I think, yeah, I think both main characters learn from each other, and I don't, you know, if uh, Zach Gottsagen is that his, his last name? Yeah, so I'm looking because I keep wanting to say his name, and I was like, I gotta. Who's the other lead uh, lead actor? Yeah. 
if he didn't have a disability, it'd still be a good movie. Like, he doesn't need to have the disability for both of them to learn No, like, you could have... So, to me, I think that that's a good message on disability. Us not being in that, you know, that minority there, it... Mm-hmm. To us, it seemed it didn't make us feel sorry. It didn't make us feel like, like we, it was just a good movie. It's not like that horrible, terrible movie. Um, shoot, it has Khaleesi in it. B- Before there was you or something, where a guy gets in an accident, becomes paralyzed, and ends up falling in love with this woman, and then he kills himself so that she can live a life without a burden. And I think she inherits money or something from him which is a terrible depiction of disability. Just awful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And that was a big worry. And we went in and this movie's just great. I recommend it a whole lot. I say go watch it if you can. Watch in theaters. It deserves, it deserves your money. And the whole background of how the movie actually got made is fascinating because the two writers, directors, um, knew the lead actor, Zach, and he had been uh, in acting classes since he was three. And so he told this guy, I, I want to be a movie star. <laughs> I want to be in a feature film. And so they wrote a freaking movie for him. And they had zero money. And everybody they pitched it to was like, this is a great story. Let's hire a star and uh, someone who's already a star who doesn't have a disability to play the person with disability. Tom Hanks. Yeah. I just, I mean, come on. And so uh, these guys, they refused to do that. And they ended up homeless for a year while they tried to, uh, you know, pitch this movie and get it made. And yeah. And the, and the movie's narrative kind of echoes that whole yeah thing. Like it was, we watched the movie first and then we read all the backstory afterwards and it's the movie about somebody who promises somebody else they can do something and does it as best they can, doing everything they can to make it happen. And it's great. And if you like wrestling, there's something in it for you. Yeah. I mean, there's Jake the Snake Roberts is in there at some point, and so is Mick Foley, if you know who those are. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a pretty good movie. And better than the other one we saw. We saw La Llorona the other day, too. Wait, before we move on to that terrible movie. Sure. Let's talk about Let's go back. You're familiar with the Bechdel test. Yes. Right? In entertainment? Yeah. So. It's, it's also a podcast. That talks, it, it is Bechdel cast. I listen to them all the time. But anyway, so it's this test about women in movies. It's, it's, it's like the baseline of is there decent representation of women. Now, a movie could pass the Bechdel test. It's still crap. <laughs> it's treatment towards women. But there is a similar test for disability, and they call it the Fry's test. And I've been trying to look it up. And so it is, the questions are that you need to answer for it to be at least a decent representation of people with disabilities. Does this work have more than one disabled character? And Peanut Butter Falcon actually does which I liked. Um, do the disabled characters have their own narrative and purpose other than the education and profit of a non-disabled character, which is a pretty complex question. But like we were saying earlier, I, 
disability doesn't really matter in this movie. It does become part of the story, but it doesn't it's more, have to be. He, he, he happens to be, you know, on a spectrum. It's not who yeah. he is. It's not, yeah. It's, it's not Center. his entirety of his character. In fact, he has really physical humor jokes that are just funny. They're not <laughs> at his expense. They're not at anything mm-hmm. else, which is really great. Uh, Shia also just plays this character really well. The one he is, it's with him. It probably almost seems like he's probably playing a little bit of himself. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, and they're not explicit about it, but I would say he's not without his uh, mental health issues. Maybe. Sure. Um, some depression. I mean, yeah. It's not PTSD type situations. Yeah. We don't want to ruin too much of the movie. No. The actual stuff. There's, it's really good. Character- the last question. Last the question. Price test. All right. Is is the character's disability not eradicated by either curing or killing? And so. And I'll say they won in that movie. That movie just celebrated people in general, no matter what you wore. I think so. Yeah. I think so. So anyway, yeah, it was feel good. Oh yeah, Dakota Johnson's in it too. <laughs> yeah. She does. I liked her better than you did in this. She does fine. I mean, they might not have given her much to do. Pretty much, yeah. It might be the script and that it was about these two people on the journey and she would just happen to be a MacGuffin, if you will. Yeah. 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 Um, While they may have passed the Fry's test, they did not pass the Bechdel test. No. (laughs) No. There's only, man, what, two women in here that I can remember that actually have speaking... Not even speaking, because one of them doesn't have a speaking role. Right? I don't think she ever really says anything. No, but she has a prominent-ish role. There was another nurse in there, too, but I don't remember if she has a name. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, good movie. <laughs> Go watch it. Yeah, it's really, really good. Uh, and then we watched La Llorona. I can't talk. La Llorona. There we go. we got to say it right before everybody makes fun of me. <laughs> Um, but I can one, say it like they said it in the movie. La Yorona. Yorona. La Yorona. Um, which ah, that I know this is a old stuff, but that kind of bothered me. I don't know. They could have. What that they had a white lady. Well, not even that. That maybe every or maybe not playing a Latina woman. So there's four Hispanic characters and four Latino characters or Latinx, if you will. Um, the kids who do a great job. Yeah. And they're actually really good little sure. actors. And then they had uh Panamanian actress who played the mom of the kids. And then they had, uh, well, she, um, she was like a, a, a side character, not sure. the main character, not the main character, main character, there are a few is, moms in this film. Main character is Hawkeye's wife or, uh, <laughs> Velma from the Scooby-Doo movies. Uh, that's how I know her. She's also Jess's sister in, she how, is. in how I met your mother. Not that <laughs> wrong show. New girl. New Girl. We barely watched this. We, we binged the whole, whole series, series just now. She's um, also in a new TV show that you have not seen. And she's pretty good in that, too. But that's beside the point. So, Patricia Velasquez. 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 Okay. Velasquez. Can't talk today. I don't know what's going on. We're doing a podcast. You're I can't talk. Nervous. Yeah, a little bit. And uh, Raymond Cruz, who plays uh, yeah. the curandero. Who... Both of those characters are done kind of dirty in the movie. Like, they're all—they're almost mean. 
Both of them are mean in ways. Yes. And painted as the villains to an extent. Him and Antihero, her Kind villains. of a witch, almost. They yeah. paint her as. Which is weird. Like, this is a story I grew up with since I was a kid. I used to hear about her all the time. Uh, the way it was told to me, though, wasn't like if she was real. It was more like, hey, you want to hear a stupid story from when I was a kid? You mean like we all heard yeah. like, scary ghost stories? But a lot of people, of dark? Yeah, but a lot of people so. like have that whole story of how when they were kids, like, I don't know how I was going to get you if you go, if you be misbehave. They never said that to me. They just said like, hey, here's a fun story. Uh, quotations on the fun. Uh, there's a lady who like drowns her kids by a river and like sometimes she drowns other kids. Oh my gosh, why are we telling kids this story? <laughs> Why are, why are you listening to this, kids? No, no, no. I just mean in general. <laughs> why are adults telling children? Well, it's one stories? of those things to keep people in check. You want to lovingly scare your kids? Like, hey. Oh, gosh. It's like the old school, hardcore fairy tales where everybody dies. Are. Like Hans Christian Andersen, Little Mermaid dies. Oh, yeah. So and the... Hansel and Gretel, I'm pretty sure the kids actually get eaten. And... Oh, yeah. All those. <laughs> so it's pretty much the exact same thing as you go outside, you do something bad. She's going to come and take I you. I like my Disney-fied fairy tales uh, where everybody gets a happy ending. I really... You know, we're going to jump to... La Riona, Yorona. Not good. Yeah. Or would not recommend. No. Because uh, it's boring? It's, I missed the majority of the movie because I zonked out and got on my phone. And I would look up. It has decent scares, but they're few and far between. Like, it's directed really and creepily. And just a lot of cheap scares, yeah. too. Which I missed a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like my fairy tales I like. is like The lore doesn't make sense within the movie at all. It's very cliff notes of what it could be. Like some, it's just. Written and directed by white dudes. Sure. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I usually like James Wan's movies. He's really, usually really good about horror. But it's just, I don't know, this one, this one's fine. Is he the. Dude that did okay. I'm he did Aquaman. Okay. He did. I think he did both. He did Conjuring. And Insidious. I think Insidious too as well. Okay. Or Sinister. Sinister was somebody different. I get Insidious and Sinister confused for sure, but I also sometimes get the Conjuring series yeah. mixed in there also. Also, before we continue, it's welcome to our new segment in the show. If we keep going, <laughs> I'm not scared. You're scared. <laughs> but we talk about horror and stuff like that. We, you're gonna need to make us music cues here. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> so I'll put it in like right here. Segments, and also we need to have like the Cephala podcast corner or something like that. Yeah. So we both talk like about recent squid news. Talk about like some Lovecraft stuff. Yeah, why not? No, man, I'm talking real stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, our benevolent overlords. At some point, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Don't watch Yorona. Watch The Nun if you're going to watch any of the... It's a Conjuring spin-off, Yorona and The Nun. Just like Annabelle. I haven't seen any Annabelle. I'm not really interested. Maybe I'll watch it at some point. If it's, like, free somewhere. Um, but The Nun was stupid fun. I thought. Like... I agree. It was just dumb and it made me feel happy and laugh. It was great. Very Evil Dead to me. Which... I think the only Evil Dead I've ever shown you was Evil Dead I, 3. The, the whole time during The Nun, though, I was trying to figure out how the uh, young human female nun in the movie, the new one, was related to 
uh, Farmiga's character. Yeah. In the Conjuring series, but she's not. It is her little sister, sister yeah. But they're not really. But I'm like, they look too much alike to just not draw those family ties. Like both, I wanted her to be like. They an both aunt, come from the same stock. A great aunt. Generations ago, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Because it, it's tied to that world. So. I mean, she just she got work. Anyway, that distracted me during <laughs> sure. trying to figure out. And then when you find out it leads exist. directly into the Conjuring, like, oh, this isn't like generations. You know, this happens one one. These people exist in the same time, which did kind of was kind of weird. Mm, yeah, um, but it's stupid fun. Go watch that movie. Skip Yorona. Uh, yeah, go watch Peanut Butter Falcon as soon as you can. Support indie films. Yeah, support. Like I love big superhero tentpole monster giant movies a lot. I like them a lot. But it was nice to go watch small movie like this a smaller movie um beautifully shot oh yeah it shot america in a way that i thought they were somewhere else like i it didn't seem like america it seemed like a far off place like Mm -hmm. there's scenery and there's like scenes that happen in general that just look majestic i guess i could say yeah Yeah. i I just definitely a part of the states that we're not used to yeah um almost as good as breath of the wilds scene (laughs) i mean really (laughs) yeah um and i guess with that we'll bring our first podcast to a close we've been rambling on long enough i guess both of us we meant for this to be 10 minutes but i think it's way longer now oh yeah it's longer. yeah and it's been fun and maybe we'll keep doing this uh thank you guys anything you want to say All right. You guys have a good rest of the day, and we'll catch you next time.